0: So this is a story that goes to the very core of who I am. It's where I come from. It's the basis of how people see me and sometimes judge me. Today I'm going back to the very beginning, and all of you are going to hear for the first time my entire adoption story, from start to finish, everything I know. Understand that there are some details that I don't know, so if you feel there are any holes in the story, that's because there is. There are answers I don't know. So, from the beginning, here we go. My parents had decided to adopt after they got married. Originally, they had never considered Russia as an option. They were set on adopting from China, had meetings with many Chinese adoption representatives. The question just was, is this where our hearts are leading us? One day, my mom remembered something that had happened to my grandfather in World War II. Her father had been separated from his fellow soldiers and he ran into a Russian man, a Russian soldier, and the soldier took his rifle and aimed it right at him. And my grandfather only knew a few Russian words. One of them was home. The soldier put down his rifle, realizing he wasn't a threat and he was just trying to find his way back. And then he helped him find his way back to his troops and spared his life. After lots of prayers and thinking, they decided to explore the Russian adoption system. Now, let's jump to me and my birth just for one second. My mother was 16 or 17 years old when she had me. Her name was, is, Alsu Karimova, or Alsu Karimova, if you say it with an English accent, a Muslim Russian name. Today, she's about 42 or 43 years old. She gave birth to me on October 10th, 1996 in Yekaterinburg, Russia. Yekaterinburg is east of the Ural Mountains, in other words, on the continent of Asia. So yes, if you want to get technical, I am Asian. And yes, Russia sprawls over two continents, Europe and Asia. I was born in the hospital attached to the orphanage. And in order for the mother not to bond with her child, I was separated from my mom almost immediately to make it, quote, less painful. If you're a mother out there, you know those first moments are key to the bond between mother and child. And if that's broken, then the bond isn't as strong and it's not as difficult. But in a way, it could be way more difficult. I'll never know. My birth certificate was interesting, to say the least, from what I've heard. They put a father's name on the paper just to make it look good. In other words, I don't know or think to this day that the name put on the certificate is my real birth father. It makes it look more complete, I guess, but not necessarily real. My birth mother wanted to make sure that she wasn't involved in my life. I don't know why, but her brother, my uncle, spoke for me in adoption court. Yes, there is adoption court, for those of you who didn't know that. I was born Anastasia Karimova, or Anastasia Karimova. I want you to know my real name. For seven months, October 96 to May 97, I was in the orphanage with the other babies doing what babies do. Meanwhile, back in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, my parents, the only ones I know to be my parents, had received information of a baby looking for a home. They learned my name, they were sent a picture, they knew they wanted to change my name when they adopted me and they spent months trying to figure out what they wanted to name their child. They chose Catherine. Now, Catherine is a very powerful name with a very powerful meaning from a very powerful woman who is a saint in the Catholic Church and recognized in other churches. She's a doctor of the church. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it. And she's one of the most powerful women in history. She was brave beyond belief for the year she was alive, for the time that she was alive, and did what most didn't dare to do. They picked a nickname in case Catherine was too long, so they chose what everyone has known me as my entire life, which is Kate. And from day one, they called me Kate. They decided not to use Anastasia because the nickname for Anastasia in Russian is Nastya. Now, Nastia sounded too close to the word nasty. So just to make sure I wasn't bullied or out of fear that I could potentially be bullied, which I was bullied for other reasons, but that's another story for another day. They decided that they didn't want to use Nastia. And also they just liked Catherine better. In the in-between months, my mom would have my picture and she would look up at the moon and she would think, Wherever my baby is, we both have the same moon, and she's under the same moon. It was her way of connecting to me, even if she couldn't entirely have me yet. Before I was legally theirs, they did come to visit me and meet me for the first time. I have no idea how it made them feel meeting me, having to say goodbye, the feeling that the system could, at any time, change their minds, Russian adoptions could close, tensions between Russia and the U.S. could rise to the point of no re-entry, Anything could have happened. Now, it didn't, but that fear, I couldn't imagine. In May of 97, May 26th to be exact, was the day to officially scoop me up to take me to America. In the months since my birth, I had a nurse in the orphanage who was my personal nurse. She didn't want to say goodbye. My mom asked if she wanted a picture of me to remember me by, and she said no, because in her words, it would be too painful. She said one last goodbye, and my parents took me from Yekaterinburg Baby House Number 1 to the airport to fly to Moscow. From Moscow, they would take me to New York, JFK. I wailed the entire flight home, but I smiled big when my mom changed me in the airport bathroom. For me, the first state I entered in the free world was New York. On the way home, we passed the Statue of Liberty. I was free. I was in the land of the free, the home of the brave, and all I wanted was a diaper change and some food. I was always a foodie. As a baby, I never liked pacifiers. I grew up like any normal American kid. The one thing I'm so grateful my parents did was, as soon as I could talk and understand English, they told me what adoption was. They told me that I had a birth mommy and that that mommy wasn't the mommy and daddy I have now. And I was totally fine with it. The younger you tell an adopted kid, the easier it'll be for them to understand and they won't live the rest of their lives not knowing the truth. Learning later in life, as I have seen with my other friends who are adopted as well, can be extremely damaging because you feel your entire life was a lie and there's a whole other world that you never knew that you were missing out on. Luckily for me, I knew from day one. Over the years, the most angering feeling was when people would try to tell me how to feel about my adoption, they would almost tell me, you have emptiness inside you. You have a void. You aren't complete. You'll always feel that way. You'll always have the sense of what could have been. You would think nowadays in today's climate, people wouldn't say things like that. But what do they know? They aren't me. And if I'm telling you that isn't the case, advice is, believe me simple. Do I wonder who my mother is, what she looked like, what she was like? If I look like her, if my personality comes from her, if she was beautiful, if I have half-siblings, who's my real father? How did she feel during her pregnancy? Of course. But me wondering is, well, just that. I wonder. I don't desire. If I never met her, I'd still be at peace because... I have a mom and a dad. I have a family, a name, a home, friends, a house, schools, workplaces. Completeness doesn't have to come from your blood. And I can't stress that enough. In the future, maybe I'll learn more information. It's almost an inevitability. But for now, this is all I can give you. This is all I know. Oh, and that my first word was apples. I loved saying the word apples. Don't know why, but... Every time I could say something, it was apples. (laughs) But now you know my birth story. Now you know my real name. How the hell I even got here. Where I come from, and maybe, if you have any questions now, just maybe, you can feel more comfortable asking me. I'll always be open to talk about it, and answer any questions you might have for me. And if I ever do learn more information, that will be up to my discretion to tell, but Until then, just thank you for listening and letting me air this out to you, and I hope you learned just a little bit more about your host today. Thank you.